the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson. Danny Cannell coming live from the closet. Uh, you, you've really sequestered yourself in there in Park City because the news is breaking. That's the lengths you have to go to coming in from vacation. Uh, it is Texas. It is Oklahoma. They are informed the Big 12 of their plans to leave. Certainly a, a lot of signs pointing to the SEC being the landing spot right now. A lot of layers to this. We haven't been able to catch up as some of the um, emergency podcasts have been coming out recently this week. What are your general thoughts on, uh, on on where we're at right now? First of all, I'll say this, Chip. I'll never vacation during media days, like talking season again. But honestly, I thought it was all going to be NIL and it was going to be playoff expansion. And I've talked about that. Like, we've talked about that for two months straight. Like, I don't need any more of that. Like, who cares? And then this bombshell comes out, and I think, like you guys think, the rumors were like, all right, is this, is this real? It can't be real, right? It can't be real. And then now as it gets closer, you're like, oh, my goodness, this is actually going to happen. I've had a couple of thoughts. Like, one, this is, this is a bombshell. Like, I think we oversell big stories in college football and across sports. I think this is maybe the biggest story in college football in the last decade, easily, even bigger than the last expansion. But I also think it, it like it's going to start the ball rolling again, just like the last time we saw realignment. There will be more moves. And if another conference commissioner, either ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, or Pac-12, if they're not working the phones right now trying to figure out a solution, they should all be fired. And I'm sure they are. But I do think this is a ginormous story for college football. There's, um, you're, you're fearful for college football, it sounds like, because the, where mm-hmm. we're headed is uh, a television entertainment product, which we can like, you know, we can, we can enjoy that. But I, I think that I understand why you might be concerned about that. I am, because I think we're already, like we were already on this massive change with NIL with transferring, you know, being allowed with this one-time transfer. So we basically have free agency. We, we've got like, um, we've got a new era. So if you're Texas and Oklahoma, are, are, you, are you upset with Texas and Oklahoma for this as a college football fan, as somebody who talks about this? Heck no. I mean, everybody, it's all about the money. It's all about brand. It's all about staying ahead of the game. And if we're reading the tea leaves, we see the way the game is evolving to where you're probably going to see a break off of some point. And we always kind of assumed that maybe it was going to be the power five. This to me tells me it might be even more of an exclusive group than 64 teams. I mean, we were exchanging a text thread when the rumor came out and I said, one of two things could probably happen or could happen. There's a bazillion different scenarios you could play out. But one is Texas OU to the SEC. Why not just throw in the towel, add another 16, there's 32 teams, and it's minor league NFL. Like that, and that's one scenario that I could see unfolding. And you rebrand it, you rename it, and then like 
college football branding is totally different. The other thing is, and this would be what I would be a fan of and I would be trying to do, is if I'm the ACC, if I'm Jim Phillips, I am calling, and I was, I was trying to think of the biggest brands, the best ads. No one's out there that's going to be as big as Oklahoma or, or, or Texas, but I would call Notre Dame and say, hey, are you guys realizing what's going on? Let's go. I would be calling UCF. I would be calling even an Iowa State, Oklahoma State, but I don't know if those brands resonate quite as well. But if I'm the Pac-12, I would be calling as many teams. And I really feel like you, we could be one step closer to four 16-team super conferences with the Big 12 getting raided from all the other conferences scrambling right now. But those are just two scenarios of what could unfold. Like at this point, from what we've seen in college football, the history, nothing would surprise me. I, I got to, you know, I always try and credit when I, I hear an idea and I like it and I want to expand on it. So Josh Pate threw this one out and the premise of it, I, I believe, as I interpret it, is that he doesn't think there's 64. Like there's always this discussion of, all right, we're going to have four 16 team super conferences. And I think I agree with that idea that whatever new era we're going to have for college football, I don't think that there are 64 programs that are necessarily going to be all in on it. And that's where I think some of these uh, schools that are left in the big 12, they start to look around some of these schools that are even high level AAC or high level mountain West. Are you going to be willing to make whatever kind of, whatever kind of deal you have to make to be able to join uh, the SEC and whoever else decides to ride with the SEC into this new era, it's going to be a fascinating decision-making for universities, but specifically universities and how they deal with college football over the next, I don't know, 10, 20 years. And let's be honest too, when we have the discussion and we've had a lot of these on the cover three podcasts, like fun scenarios of hypothetically, what would a perfect playoff look like? And we've talked about the power five being 64 teams, but we've also had fun discussions about, Hey, there are a group of five teams that you would rather have than a lot of power five teams. And I think even more, like, I think that number does make a lot more sense. If you whittled things down to a nice round 32 Maybe it's 48 because it starts to get crowded. And do you really want, and I know I'm going to offend some fan bases, but do you really want Kansas right now? Do you really want Rutgers right now? Do you really want Maryland? Did you really want a Wake Forest? And there's a bunch of schools that you could go down and you could be like, is there, qual is there commitment to the sport of college football? Is it enough to where we want to make them part of this breakoff? And, and then conversely, you can look at the UCS, the Houston, Cincinnati, uh, Boise State, a number of schools and run those down and be like, man, those might be more attractive. But that is nuclear. That is the nuclear option in college football, which I think we are getting that much more closer to, which a week ago, we all would have laughed this off and been like, this is crazy talk. Like, oh, this is this is stuff you get in talk radio when people call it. Yeah. yeah. It accelerated yeah. really quickly. And, and the to find out, you know, other details that are being reported, like it's been in the works for uh, six months or more. Brett McMurphy had it starting in December, or January. Um, the, the fact that some of this may or may not have been done behind Texas A&M's back. Uh, this is a, this it's a fascinating um, it's a fascinating entry into what you said is the nuclear option. Bill Connolly from ESPN, he's been a guest on this show. And Bill Connolly, I believe he said it and it rings out. He said, the thing about the nuclear option is that you're not supposed to actually hit it. It's just supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be at the end game. We're just supposed to know what the end game might be. And we're just maybe flirt with it. 
but um, the end game of college football certainly seems like it's around. And the thing that I'm holding my hat on is how much uncertainty we're hearing from high level stakeholders, people who normally in years past with other topics have been like, everything is calm, you know, everything's good. And even they are coming out and telling reporters like, uh, we don't know. This is this. I am very concerned or I, I have no idea what's going to happen. It seems like everything's on the table. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so I'm going to be honest with the listeners because anybody watching on the CBS Sports app or YouTube.com slash Cover 3 just saw the wizardry of Matt Coca and being able to... uh, you know, take Danny out of the closet and put him in the scenic outdoors and take me out of my uh, old T-shirt and get me all gussied up for uh, for CBS Sports HQ. Because, yes, we had some breaking news, obviously, which is why the sirens are in your feed and why we're here now. But, Danny, I'm glad I was getting us re-racked and I was listening to us and we were both just a little bit too heated. So maybe it was like a natural break for us to calm down. And let's try and think functionally. Um what do you think is important right now in terms of the next steps and where the big 12 goes from here and where the rest of college football goes from here? What, what would you like to see? What do you think we will see? So I would disagree with you. I think, I, I think we're heated for a reason. Like I do, like, I'm, and maybe it's the reactionary nature and maybe it's the coffee that kicked in too much, but I do think this is one where if you're, Commissioner Bowlesby, and you're sitting there, you know, you're running the Big 12. You are scrambling right now for yeah. to survive. They already have 10 teams. Now they're down to eight. Their two biggest brands just left. I mean, I feel like the Big 12 is done. Dude, you, you don't you don't agree? Like you don't think that the Big 12, you think the Big 12 can survive this? No, I say functionally, that's one of the things I'm looking for. And I think it's most important because the either everyone from the Big 12 is going to jump. Hello, Kansas. Are you going to ask the Big 10? If, uh, if we can come, like, is Kansas going to do that same move? Because it's very important, and I learned this through studying this story, conferences are not allowed to reach out to schools, but schools are allowed to reach out to conferences. Like, you can mm. contractually get jammed up with the idea that the SEC uh, recruited Texas and Oklahoma, which is why it was very important to all the, like, stories and anything that might come about legally from this that it was Texas that reached out to the SEC, not the other way around. So, you know, Kansas reaches out to the Big Ten, and then all of a sudden, you know, new commissioner Kevin Warren is saying, like, well, it's Kansas. It's a good institution. They bring great basketball. All of a sudden, Big Ten basketball could be the best in the country if you had Kansas. Or will Kansas and the rest of the Big 12 commit to adding other members and try to uh, be able to keep this conference together? Because their media rights deal is up in two years if everyone bails, then yeah, the big 12 could be done. There's a way that the big 12 survives this, but it's going to take a commitment from those eight schools not to do what Texas and Oklahoma did and start flirting with other conferences because then everyone will panic and then everyone will just scatter. So you're telling me I I should reassess my view that any commissioner should be fired if they're not working the phone. So they're not allowed to 
Correct. So, that's, so I should reassess that view. But I do feel it's kind of like the NBA with tampering, where yes. in any sport with free agency, it kind of goes on. You just have to be really smart about it. Back, but, to, back yeah, channel but, communication, for sure. But wouldn't, but I think for both sides, like if your athletic director, school president wasn't actively working the phones, I'd probably, and you're a Big 12 school or even a Pac 12 school or any of these, I would probably be a little upset if I was a fan of that program. Like I'd be like, hey, why aren't we? trying to keep up with the Jones to an extent, but I think all of this is fascinating. Do we know a timeline yet on when this move would take place? Because season starts, you know, in a month, a little over a month. I mean, it wouldn't be for this season. Right. But like, would it be after that? Like, is it one, I mean, is it TV deals? And I do think it's that, you know, go ahead. I'll let you finish. It's, it's potentially three seasons, uh, 21, 22, 23 and 24, potentially four seasons. <laughs> how uncomfortable, how so, uncomfortable would that be? So now we've got. They we've fight in heard- court to decide if they want to leave earlier. And there've been some yes. examples. So Louisville stuck around in the big East for like 27 months or something after initially announcing it would be leaving the conference. When Louisville announced it would be leaving, it was hoping it would get the big 12. It ended up in the ACC but it had to let the Big East know that it was going to be out. Other schools haven't waited out the time. They've like fought it out in court so that they could leave earlier. So it is max four years, minimum one, where they play this fall and then figure out a way to get it done before next fall. So it's the most college football thing ever, much like yes. the 12-team playoff, <laughs> yes. which we had heard about, but we're going to have to wait, you know, two years, four years, however, wherever until the contract ends. Same thing now, this epic move we could have to wait on. I, this is, I do, I think the shockwaves from this move are bigger than the last realignment or will lead to bigger movement than the, than the last realignment. Yes, I agree. I think that's fair yeah. because the, um, the, the moves here uh, aren't necessarily all of us uh, even decide, even thinking that we know the rules of the game because all the rules have been broken in the last like three months. And so now this is, this is Mad Max Fury Road in college <laughs> athletics. It's just instead of like exotic wear and crazy tanks and flamethrown guitars, it's nice Brooks Brothers suits and hotel lobbies and things like that. It looks a little different, but I promise you in the minds of these, uh, these administrators, it, it feels like Mad Max Fury Road out there. It totally does. I'm curious to know the pulse of the fan. Because, and this is only with 30 minutes, I just sent out a tweet and I said, holy crap, college football will never be the same. And I was curious because a lot of people were like, oh, that's a boomer take, you know, insulting, like saying, oh, you're, you know, you're stuck in the past. That's not what I meant. Like, I just was, thought I was stating the obvious of what this is going to spark. And I'm curious, like, I wonder at Oklahoma, Texas fans, I would think they would be thrilled. Wouldn't you yes. like to move to the SEC, especially seeing the impact that it's had for Texas A&M and they were almost in the playoff and the money that's coming to that program. I would think they would think it's a great move. Um, you know what but else I, it I was, is? It's, yeah. it's also opportune because Nick Saban's not going to coach forever. Max, I heard Max Olson drop this one. He was like, if you've got Lincoln Riley and – you and you think that Lincoln Riley is going to be there for a long time. You get out there, then Saban retires. Then all of a sudden you're running the SEC. You become the top dog in the Goliath of college football for both Oklahoma and Texas with all of the arrogance that those two 
programs have as football schools. I mean, that's like in, in any sport, you want to get up to the highest level and be able to perform. And the SEC is the highest level of college football and Texas and Oklahoma are probably like, no, nah, we think we can win over there. Once Saban retires. I have, you know, I have had an image of being an SEC hater or trying to knock down the SEC. If they add these two teams, there's really, you can't like, and I've always tried to be, all right, let's keep it level-headed. Yes, they're better, but they're not that much better with this addition. It's not even close. No, like, there's not. not another league that's close, which makes me wonder, what do you do with that? Like, what? okay, if they're that much better, how many teams do they get? Rep- they, they deserve multiple teams representing the playoff. You know, I, it just that to me, it presents a lot of problems, which are good and which I think spark the change that we're talking about for college football, because it then it becomes a there's a definite competitive imbalance in college football if they have that much power and that much of the top upper elite of college football. It's um, it's wild. And uh, and it's all unfolding uh, right underneath us. Uh, the the landscape is shifting, and we'll be here on the Cover Three podcast from Utah. From breaking news, HQ hits. We will find ways to get with you, the Cover Three listener. We thank you for it. Thank you. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Canell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Danny, thank you very much. Del Coca, don't complain. It's his job. It's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to make us look good by splicing up these videos. And I, I, I'll be back Monday, regular schedule. So we'll be here. ACC Who knows what totals. next move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> ACC win totals is what's scheduled for Monday. So we'll be Subject back. to change. Subject Sub- to change. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Danny. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.